there. But uh, we did uh, want to dedicate uh, most of the show to the White Buffalo himself, Franz Oborta, and uh, he joins us on the line now. The man that's fought Mike Tyson, a man that's fought Lennox Lewis, that's fought Evander Holyfield, that's fought uh, the, one of the Klitschko brothers, Shannon Briggs, Joseph Parker, um, even Sonny Bill Williams. And it's our honor and our pleasure to welcome one of the best heavyweights to ever come out of South Africa, France, the White Buffalo Porter. White Buffalo, good evening. And thank you very much, sir, for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Good evening, BJ. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to hear your voice, White Buffalo. Firstly, where are you at the moment and how are you coping during lockdown? Uh, I'm still working. Uh, I'm uh, in Cato Regional Farm, but uh, I'm working in town. Mm. I'm uh, with Osman Spice Group. Mm. You know, we uh, essential uh, commodities. I mean, from rice, beans, and uh, lentils, and all the all the foodstuffs that we produce. Aha, uh-huh. that's good to hear. So, what does it mean as far as your boxing career is concerned? Well, uh, actually, matter of fact, I spoke to uh, my guys in Vegas uh, a couple of days ago. Mm. So uh, Mike Tyson, you know, there's a lot of stories out there uh, regarding him uh, fighting Evander Holyfield. Yes. I spoke to my guys. It's not the case. I think his uh, first opponent is going to be a guy like uh, with the name of John Johnson or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple of more fights he's going to have like that. And then uh, we're looking at a showdown. Because, uh, you know, the Buffalo never had a rematch. Mm. So uh, we're looking at doing something, with me and Mike looking at doing something in uh, November. So are those talks ongoing at the moment? It's ongoing. Uh, we're looking at Rwanda. Mm. You know, uh, it's going to be in Rwanda, in Africa. So, uh, so far, we're just, uh, you know, in discussions at this time. But, yeah, he's definitely going to have uh, some warm-up fights. Uh, like I said, his first opponent, John Johnson. Uh, I don't know who he is. Maybe he's one of the taxi cab drivers. I don't know. <laughs> he's warming up for you, White Buffalo, because he knows what you can <laughs> what you can bring to the ring. So, so, what will it be? Will it be one of these exhibition fights? Yeah, I'm sure it's. Uh, we we were talking uh, previously for it's gonna be for the WBANA title, something like that. Is it? Yes, yes. Sure. So, but but uh, you know, uh, we get bigger visions. Mm. I'm also um, I'm also part of uh, Osman's uh, Taj Mahal group, you know, Osman Spice World, mm. and uh, a very very big company that I'm working for. And uh, we also do uh, masks, you know, sanitizers and masks. Oh, great. So so our goal is basically uh, we want to get everybody in South Africa tested for the virus, you know, and uh, by way of doing this is through sports. Ah, that's so, good. Yeah. yeah, so what we want to do is we want to start off, uh, even it's going to be Rwanda, we're starting off where the fight is going to be, and uh, we want everybody tested the money that we raise with the boxing will go to uh, towards the testing of uh, of all people ah that's great to hear that's great. doing some good work there france Porter. yes 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 so, that's what we want to do yeah with this exhibition with mike tyson what will it depend on then does it depend on the money being right no no i'm sure i'm sure you know mike uh, my, my mike's always been in the money and i mean you know what it's uh we want to really do uh, do well for 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 South Africa and Africa as a whole. 
like I said, we want to we want to have everybody tested in a form of virus. Mm. And the way we can do this is through sports, and I'm I'm happy to see that uh, you know the, the sports uh, is going to continue now, like uh, the MMA and these uh, even the boxing and these fights are the sports are continuing. Because of the lockdown, it was all all halted. So now we can continue once again. I'm sure you've seen some of those videos of Mike Tyson inspiring there, in training there. What do you make of what you've seen? Well, you know, Mike is always explosive. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I got his number. The Buffalo, I mean, I had his number always. Yes. And uh, I mean, he just got lucky that one night. Uh, in the fifth round, he got very lucky. Uh, as you know, scorecards were six zero, six zero, five one. So Buffalo couldn't lose. But uh, you know, he's got the power. He can knock you out in the last round. So you know what? I'm just gonna be much better prepared for this time. And although it's, uh, we'll have to see if it's gonna be an exhibition or if it's gonna be for the WBNA some title. You know. Let's let's talk about that fight, uh, Franz Porter. I mean, it was in 1999 against Mike Tyson. It was a big one. He was coming back from his ban after that's after he beat Evander Holyfield, right? Um, in the ear, yes. And you were 39 and one going into that fight. Your confidence level must have been very high. Yeah, it was, it was very high. You know, and I, I actually, me and Mike was in the same camp. I mean, we were both promoted by Dom King. Mm. And uh, in Ohio, when I was training in Ohio, I was actually, you know, in Mike's camp. And uh, I sparred against his sparring partners. You know, Mike Mike knew what I did to his sparring partners. So he came to me one day, he said, Buffalo, let's gotta do some sparring. I said, Mike, are you mad? He said, what do you mean? I said, you think I want to give up my payday? He said, no, no, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you know, once you spar me, you'll never fight me. <laughs> a, a lot was said before the fight. Um, I don't remember the exact word, but he basically said he wants to kill you in the ring, Franz Porter. How did you view those comments? He said something <laughs> like he wants to leave you cold. Yeah, he probably wanted to bite my ears, but I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was moving too quick, too quick that day. But yeah, you know, Mike is, uh, you know, a lot of people, he's actually a very nice person, but I mean, the people don't understand him. And if you don't understand him, you can't get along with him. Mm. Yeah, he's got a short fuse, you know, that's one thing about Mike. Looking at the fight, I watched it again this week just to refresh my memory. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm convinced you were in the lead after the four rounds. You even said it that you were in the lead after the four round, after the four rounds bef- before the fifth round. What was your game plan there against Mike Tyson? Yeah, I think my game plan, I know I did I did it perfectly, but I, I, went, uh, I went after him one round too early. Uh, in our preparation towards the fight, we said, you know, we, we know Mike, after four rounds, you know, he usually uh, get knocked out, uh, you know, he crumbles. So, because uh, he's actually an uh, early round fight, he knocks the guys out, he's not used to going the distances among them. Mm. So, after the fourth round, you know, uh, me and my manager, we were talking, I said, well, I got him. You know, this is what we, what we wanted. And we got him in the in the middle of the house. And sure enough, you know, I threw a lazy right and he came over. He connected solid. I think uh, 
Tiger Woods couldn't eat a gobble better than the way he ate it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, a, that was a sucker punch, a sweet one. Yeah, yeah. But th- there was that scuffle also in the first round with everybody coming into the ring. Did that put you off or did it just give you confidence because no, it locked your he, arm? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Now, really, in reality, just think about this, in reality, that uh, I could have uh, claimed my arm was uh, hurt and I couldn't continue, I would have won the fight. Not, not, not only that. If anybody jumps in the ring, the fight is over, and everybody jumps in the ring. So, but you know what? Mentally, I think we, I think on, on a money point of view, you're looking back at that and you said, "Yes, I could have done that. I could have done that." Mm. But for us fighters in the ring, there, I was just prepared. You know, I was, uh, I was convinced in my mind. I know how to fight him. I know how to beat him. I mean, uh, sure enough, I did it. And, uh, you know, a lot of fighters, even lots of fights, even before they got in the ring, mm. which wasn't the case with me. I mean, I couldn't wait to get into the ring <laughs> that night. There's there's one scene that sticks out from that fight. After he puts you down and then you're down for a few seconds, he actually comes up to you to check if you're okay. And some people will say that's not like Mike, yes, Mike Tyson. Yes, but yes. Is that the yeah. Mike Tyson you know? No, 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 no. No, no, actually... A lot of people were surprised because he never did that to anybody. Yes. And uh, I think I think he gained the respect for me. I think you know, but uh, afterwards, what he said also, and I, I heard on his uh, a lot of his uh, interviews, he said, you know what, Francois Boda, he said the buffalo is not a garbage can. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know what, uh, I, I, I'm sure that I proved myself against him and I think he was surprised as well. I think he was relieved when uh, when he saw me go down. Yes, no, you were definitely ahead in that fight, Franz Oborta. For those who've just joined us, we're talking to South African heavyweight boxer uh, Franz Oborta. If you want to send in any questions or comments, you can send them uh, the voice notes to this WhatsApp number 061-4104107, 061-4104107. If you prefer to call us, you can call on 891 0891- um, 104207 or SMS as 41391. Uh, we're gonna go to the voice notes shortly, but France, a couple of months after mm. fighting Tyson, you then fought Shannon Briggs. There is no way, no way you didn't win that fight, Buffalo. I mean, you pummeled yeah. him, you smashed him, he was bleeding from the ear, you finished strongly, you did everything right. Did the result shock you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what? Uh, I even said it uh, in the ring afterwards, you know. Uh, and I mean, if you, if you hear what Shannon Briggs said, he, you know, a fighter that last would say, uh, yes, you know, I think it should have been a draw. Because when I asked him, what, do you, what does he think about the fight? He said, no, no, I think it should have been a draw. Huh. I mean, that's clearly a loser. Uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, yeah, like, it should have been a draw. I would have said, no, nah, man, I won. You know, can't you mm. see I won? You know, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was like a rocky movie. Was it a hometown decision? Sure, sure, it was. You know, it was in. Uh, uh, I mean, it was in Atlantic City. Uh, I mean, in New York, where uh, very close by his neighborhood. So you know, yeah, I'm sure it was. Because the first judge gave it to you, and then the second, they both had it as a draw, and it ended up being a majority draw. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's boxing, but you know what? That's why Mike didn't take any chances. He knocks him out. 
<laughs> Let's go to the voice notes that have come through for Franz Porter. Good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to Mr. White Buffalo. Now, on one occasion, Tyson said before the fight that uh, I am going right at him and, and I expect him to go down cold. I expect him to die. Now, the comment will cause some controversy with some in the boxing world claiming that Tyson had gone too far. How did you feel about these comments made by Mark Tyson saying that he he expects you to die and he's going hard at you? How did you feel by these comments? Thank you. It's Libra here in East London. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and your listeners and your guests, the White Buffalo. Can you ask him, man, he's not uh, looking to open up a uh, boxing academy uh, by chance uh, because we lack of the heavyweight guys here in South Africa, especially in that uh, in, in, in that division, the bigger guys like him. I think we were having the best heavyweight during his time. I think it was the last we were having the best one during his time when he was boxing the, the likes of Mike Tyson. It's this site in Islam. Thank you. Thanks, Umyuabe. Thanks for that, Libra. I think we answered the first one about uh, Mike Tyson wanting to kill Franz Porter. I'll give you another chance to ask another one, Libra. Um, but the one about the Boxing Academy, Franz, and just uh, people are saying the state of heavyweight boxing in South Africa is not the same since your days. How do you respond to that? No, definitely. I mean, you know what? I was in a very good era. I mean, uh, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, Evander, Oliffield, the Klitschko brothers, Michael Moore. I mean, all the good heavyweights. I mean, uh, you know, there's still a good division. Uh, if you look at the division today, I mean, there's hardly any good, good heavyweights out there. So, yeah, I was very fortunate. that I was, It was an exciting year, but now the heavyweight division is uh, in shambles. Hmm. And, so, and, but hopefully, hopefully we can revive it. I think uh, there's some good heavyweights there, but I mean, we just got to get him out there. Yes. And and would you be interested in an academy or giving back? Oh, 100% yes. Uh, uh, we are definitely, uh, after this, uh, let me say, after me and Mike Tyson's thing, uh, where we, a lot of the money will go to the testing of all the people in, in Africa. Mm. And also, when we can look at uh, contributing to sports, and uh, you know, like you're saying, a boxing academy, you know, it's, uh, it, it will be a great, a great asset to to South Africa and to Africa to to, to get a few academies actually involved. Yeah, so many. Com- and, uh, yeah. and what I can do, what I will do, actually not what I can do, what I will do is I will visit these academies from time to time. Oh, that's great to hear. Let me also acknowledge the comments on Twitter. Uh, Makashula Ghana says, remember, as you were chatting to the White Buffalo, I went to YouTube to watch the fight with Tyson. It was a good fight. A rematch would be good as an exhibition. would be great if it really takes place in uh, Africa. And uh, who's the Sergio? Says, uh, Shannon Briggs talks too much. Wasn't he making loud noise before the battle? He always talks too much, uh, Shannon Briggs. And Sia Simetu says, says, great story to hear that Franz Botta has been approached to fight Mike Tyson. Uh, looking forward uh, to that one there let's talk now about where do i go okay after you knocked out shannon briggs and after you knocked out steve pennell sorry in the first round you then went to london buffalo to fight lennox lewis he had something to prove there because he had been beaten by oliver mccall at home could you feel the pressure before the fight because i know how those brits can hype up anything and especially their own yeah 
<clears throat> that was really, I think, uh, the Linux Lewis batch was probably one of my biggest disappointments to myself. It was uh, it was a fight, you know. It's heavyweight. It's heavyweight, so heavyweight anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm used to you know giving a good show and uh, you know fighting always to the end. And this 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 happened quick, you know. And I, I was out of a fight. I think the, the, what happened was I he knocked me right out of the ring. <clears throat> I landed on the outside of the ring. So by the time I got back, we stopped the fight. Yes, yes. So yeah, so so you know, it was uh, it was very disappointed, and it uh, took a long time for me to actually get over that loss. But I really underestimated Lennox. I, uh, you know, he caught me with a left uppercut, came with a left uppercut, and right, I went right, came over, and that knocked me out of the ring. So by the time I got back into the ring, it was over. So that was very disappointed for me. Yes, I remember actually um, when you were holding on to the ring after that punch. But do you think you just lost to the better fighter on the night? Was that pick Lennox Lewis? Because he looked like in great shape during that fight. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take it away from him. You know, although I said I underestimated him, but he's a good fighter. Listen, you know what? He's a boy champion of the world. How many fighters out there can say that they're a boy champion of the world? Yeah. And, uh, you know, sure enough, I mean, look who he fought. Yeah. So yeah, I I truly fought the greats of a great, the best of a best, and uh, I'm happy that I've, I've uh, about my career so far. You know, and let's see what the Buffalo can do in the future. You once said you taught Oliver McCall how to throw the right that put Lewis down. What did you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean Oliver. I mean, yeah, he, he's just a nutcase himself, anyway. Uh, but uh, but I mean we were together in Florida training camp and everything. So I mean uh, sure enough, I mean you know if you look at the how we how we flew around, they actually looked away and went through over and right, and he connected. That's the main thing. He connected at the right time, the right place. Okay, let's go to another voice note. Thank you very much, uh, Tabi. So it's Libra again. Um, now, my question this time is, which boxer in this modern era does um, the white buffalo like uh, in this? Mo- it might be not uh, be a South African, but which boxer in this modern era does he, he like? Uh, yeah, that's my question. Thank you, Tabi. So it's Libra. Thanks, Libra. Straight to the point. Who's your favorite boxer right now, white buffalo? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I really, if I look at the heavyweight division, uh, I like Anthony Joshua, actually. Huh. Uh, I mean, he's a composed fighter. I mean, he's got a weakness. He showed a weakness that, you know, uh, he can be high up on the temple. He can get caught. But I mean, that can happen to anybody. But uh, I still, I still think he's a very composed fighter, and he's uh, somebody to, to 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 look after. You know. What about Tyson Fury? Is he the real deal? Uh, after what happened to me in uh, in London, I mean. I went there. I went there, and uh, I, I, the Tyson Fury it was his brother fighting. I think it was his brother Yugi Fury yes. fighting somebody, and there was somebody. There was one of the judges that we had to get out of the out of the ring, and I went in there in the press conference where actually, you know, they were they were like the Gypsy Kings. He's, mm. I mean, Tyson Fury's father is a Gypsy King. Uh, I didn't know nothing about the Gypsy Kings, of course. <laughs> So, so I came there, and all of a sudden, I stopped getting death threats, and you know, I, 
almost had to leave the country, but yeah, sure enough, we became friends after that. And we had a good time, you know, so respect to all these guys. Do you, a lot's been said about an AJ Tyson Fury fight. Do you still stick with AJ? I like him, yeah. I think he's a composed fighter. I think that uh, Tyson Fury, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's got the power that AJ's got. Mm. But, you know, it doesn't, you know, power is, speed is your power. You don't have to have big muscles. It's the speed and the punch you don't see, that's the one that knocks you out. So one thing about those two fighters, two exciting fighters, and, uh, you know, the punch you don't see, the punch is going to knock you out. So you think you're either way there. But I like AJ. Yeah. And how do you rate Wilder? Wilder is also, I mean, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's also uh, exciting. I mean, anything can happen with him as well. I mean, he's got the power. So actually, the division is still alive. I mean, you know, there's, there's some good boys there. We just got to see that we can get these guys to fight each other. Yes, yes. They seem to be running away from each other. Um, yes. you- you mentioned that you could fight Mike Tyson in Rwanda if it all goes well. When you were due to fight Evander Holyfield, there were talks that that fight could take place in Uganda. Correct. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm actually speaking to both Evander and to to Mike. Yeah. So either way, what's going to happen is you know if it's coming, it's going to be Mike because you must remember we're going to use boxing as uh, uh, to enable everybody to get tested. Over coronavirus. That's our goal. So, <clears throat> if it's going to be a van, if it's going to be Mike, it doesn't matter. We're still going to do the same thing. Uh-huh. So, but I, 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 uh, I think it's going to be Mike because I mean we've been in talks for the last three, four days. Yeah. So, uh, you know, once he's once he's fighting these uh, uh, <clears throat> journeymen that is that is lining up now, then he can come and get the buffalo again, and you know. I will remember play. I'm sure I'll remember play the second time around. Uh, and and at that time when you were gonna fight um, Evander Holyfield, uh, which was I think 2010, why did it eventually not take place in Uganda? Any idea? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's like in boxing, you know, it's like people always say you gotta you gotta you gotta stay in training. Because why do you have to stay in training? But once the contract is signed, then you know you really get into action your training steps up and everything. And so that's, that's, uh, that's just my thing. I waited for the contract to sign. Me, the contract didn't get signed. There was a lot of negotiations. Mm. I never got signed. So that's what I tell my fighters. Wait until you sign the contract when you get into action. Uh-huh. And how do you look back at that fight with Evander? He was 47 at the time. You took him to eight rounds. Yeah, it was actually an easy fight. Uh, you know, it was, uh, there was a lot of my mind in that fight in Vegas. I mean, I, it was a fight where I actually stayed up at night and slept, slept during the days because I was busy in uh, fertilizers and stuff and the trucks couldn't load in South Africa, so I was doing business back and forth, you know. Mm. And uh, so it was uh, a, lot of, a lot of my mind. Uh, to me, it was... The, it was an easy fight. I, I, I found the field a lot easier than uh, any other weight that I probably fought. But, I mean, he's got, he's got his sneaky tricks up his sleeve. You know, he's, uh, he's not able to champion for nothing. And uh, he does know how, you know, I, the reason why Mike Bidding, let me tell you, and I can tell you why he did that. Because the Holyfield knows exactly how to use his head. Mm-hmm. And, 
and uh, that's what he does against Mike. And Mike got Mike got upset, and so that that's when the ear biting scenario happened because of him. And knows exactly how to use his head, and he's head butting you all the time. <laughs> We've got another voice note here for the White Buffalo Franz Porter. Yeah, evening, Tabiso. Um, how how does he end life post his boxing career? Um, psychologically, how does he handle that? Because a lot of guys struggle to deal with it. Um, guys who've been in that limelight for so long now, when all of a sudden the curtains have been pulled down and people hardly recognize who you are, it becomes a very difficult challenge in, in, in their frame of mind. And I'm sure that even kids growing up, maybe 10 or 11, we didn't know who he is, and I don't think Franz Porter would be bothered by that. So how does he handle his post-life uh, after his boxing career? It's AP in East London. Thanks for that, AP in East London. We're just going to take a quick break, and we'll let the White Buffalo answer after this. At SAFM Radio, and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, thank you. There was a good question before the break, uh, Franz, about how do you deal with life after after boxing? How have you been able to deal? Because a lot of boxers struggle to adapt after uh, their time in the ring. No, you know what? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I can't say, but because yeah, you know what? I I was I, I'm trying to be low key. Uh, you know, I've been, I, I went to a bar one time and the guy said, you know, I can give a guys when I talk, I can take him, I can take him, you know, so I, I avoid situations like that. Because oh. I've been in a lot of bar fights when I was younger and uh, now this, this age of my life, I don't need that. Oh. So I, I try and avoid the, the, the bars and the, the, the places where the youngsters hang out because I know after the alcohol and stuff, they just they will just get a spanking anyway, you know. Mm. So uh, yeah, but you know, I stay at home. I I do my I enjoy my wife. That's what I do. I enjoy my wife. I enjoy my animals. Enjoy the farm. So yeah. Mm. And you happy to go because, under the radar? Yeah, but you know it's hard because uh, the buffalo is uh, he can't hide. He's still but he's still recognized <laughs> everywhere. Yes. There's a question from Alan here on our SMS line who says you knocked Tyson down. His fault is that he should have finished him after that. Franz? Yeah. He says you let you let Tyson off the hook there. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, uh, you know, but, but, well, how I really left him off the hook is when he tried breaking my arm, like I said. Mm. You could have won it easily. My next party would have been $30 million. But uh, you know, in my mind, in my mind, I know I can beat him. I knew how to fight him, and I was doing that. You know, so I I was pumped up. You know, I didn't think about. Yeah, I know. You know, probably another guy would have said, "Hey, I can't go on my arm is my arm is broken or arm is sore," uh, and he would have won the fight. But uh, you know, we were we were just confident we we're gonna get it. Yeah. And with all these guys that you fought, you you fought Tyson, Lewis, Holyfield, uh, Klitschko, Shannon Briggs, Joseph Parker, all these guys, who's the hardest puncher? Uh, you know, uh, I am Mike Tyson, and by far, I mean, listen, you know, even the punches that he, that he missed, you can even win your pace your year, like, ah. oh, yeah, I'm telling you. No, no, I mean, because he put everything in it. I mean, uh, you know, it's, you won't get a puncher like him again. 
Sure. So Tyson is the one. Yeah, hundred percent. The, there was also an, an incident, uh, France, just to go back after you won the IBF title against Alex Schulz in 95, but uh, you were stripped. They said you failed a drug test. Um, but even after that, people still refer to you as a champion. How how was that period for you? Yeah, it was a bad period because, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, what? I, I had an injury in my right arm when I was, uh, when I was 17 years old. And you went and you won your first thirty-five fights, by the way. Uh, 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 and I became a, I became a heavyweight champion, still undefeated. Still undefeated, and still referred to as a heavyweight champion. You also fought a certain Sony Bill Williams, the rugby player. <laughs> it went all the way. He was so finished at the end of that. I think it was ten rounds. At the end of the tenth round, he was just holding on uh, to you for the last three it, rounds. It, it, it wasn't ten rounds. How? It was, it was nine and a half rounds. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> he was just holding and holding and holding on Franz Yeah, Botter. he was out, he was out, man. You know what? In 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 a way I told them, I said even before father, I said, you know what, I'm gonna take him into the deep waters. Mm. If he can't swim he's gonna drown. Sure enough, deep waters you mean your championship rounds, eleven twelve, you know, like ten, eleven, twelve. Mm. So I was very shocked when I got up on the tenth round and they told me, Listen, it's a nice round. Uh, I mean, uh, that was just disgusting. I was uh, upset with what you did. I mean, you 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 save yourself over the last few rounds to, to, to close it in style, and they cut it. You know, yeah. sure enough, I mean, he couldn't even stand on his feet no more. Yes, no, he was finished, Sonny Bill Williams there. Finally, you also had a, a mixed martial arts career, Franz. <laughs> <laughs> You're a busy yeah. man, Franz Botta. Talk to let us me, about let, that. Let, 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 me, let me tell you what happened there. And you know what? These guys, I you know, I, I gained so much respect for any sport, even karate, yeah. MMA. You know, they tell you, they say, don't talk about anybody's profession or anybody's sport until you've walked those shoes. Ah. And, and and that clearly showed me that because I came, I, I remember it was in uh, it was in December, Yes. And uh, I was supposed to do a pro wrestling match. That's mm. what they told me. Mm. So so as I came into Japan, they uh, all of a sudden started talking about MMA. And I said, whoa, I'm not doing that. Now, back then, I was getting $150,000 for, for an event. So as I say, in, in, uh, you know, I'm not doing this thing by double the money. So all of a sudden, you're getting double the money. So I said, okay, I'll do it. So I brought the guy out in the arena and I looked at him and small, small fella, yeah. you know. Akiyama. I said, I said, one shot and he's out. I said, that's it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure enough, when the bell rang the first round, this guy, you know, even like 
Yeah. They, 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 they game plan is to get you on the ground. They submit they you. Yes, yes. yes. So but I had one day to train. I had to get out of the arm bar. They showed me how to get out of the arm bar. You get a hole under your head and yeah. stuff like that. So as I, as this guy is sitting on top of me, eating me because he took my legs out of me, the, my trainer is screaming, give him the arm, give him the arm. So I'm saying, okay, now I'm going to make this move. I'm going to get out and then I'm one shot. I mean, this fight is over. So sure enough, I gave him arm. Usually with MMA, you got to keep your arms in. Don't let the guy get your arm. You know? yeah. So I gave him the arm and sure enough, he did the move and he did the arm bar. And I tried coming out and I couldn't get out because he had the, the gi on, you know, like the karate yeah. gi. Submission. So, yeah, so I, I, I trained with that. It's very slippery. You can, you can come out of a grip, but with a gi on, I couldn't get out. <laughs> so I tapped out. I said, give me, give me, give me more money. Let me go. <laughs> well, at least you can say you did it, uh, Franz Oborta. You got into that MMA ring. But it's been a pleasure talking to you, Franz. Uh, good to hear that you could be done, doing something positive with Mike Tyson for COVID-19. Please keep us updated. But thanks for speaking to us. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks. Thanks, White Buffalo. It's been a pleasure talking to you as well as the pressure cooker, Jackie Kunguluza. We're going to have to leave it there. And thanks, Jackie Kanaina there from Freiburg for also one of your questions there.